Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. Today we are going to talk about empaths. So I'm, I want to talk a little bit about my sister. My sister is older than me. I have three older siblings, an older brother an older sister, and this is the sister that is older than me by a year. The weird thing about us is the fact that we are the same age for about a month. So for example, when I turn 31 in August, she she turns 32 in September. So for the month of August, we are both 31 years old. I know it's weird so my parents they uh had kids back to back so but my sister and i always had a weird connection with one another we don't really talk about it as much because of the fact that we are very quiet private individuals but we both of us understand each other more than our other siblings. So there are seven kids and I would say the closest person or the closest siblings that I'm with is her. Um, so growing up, I knew that she was very different than everybody else. Uh, she did not have a lot of friends. She was I would say she was an outcast, not in a bad way. Um, I think she kept her distant from everybody else at the fact that she felt they didn't understand her. And it really does frustrate her when that happens. Um, so a, a lot of the time she was a, she was a loner. Now, even if we do understand each other, I'm more of an extrovert in comparison to her. Um, and as we got older, um, it turns out that, in, in my personal opinion, we are both uh, empath. I know it, it sounds really weird and you're like, empath doesn't exist. What are you talking about, Boone? What the fuck are you talking about? No, 
But remember, this is the Far Out Wisdom Podcast, so we're, we're, we're going to go to that realm. So she, we, I would say my sister has, her empathic skills are more advanced than I am. She, I feel other people's emotions and things like that. We are about the same um, when it comes to social gatherings and things like that because it both drains our fucking energy. But with her, she's more in tune with everything. And, and I literally mean that with everything going around her. Um, she has always been attracted to animals. She has always been nurturing, compassionate, loving. Um, but at the same time, she is easily... Other people's emotions can easily transform her. And I will talk a little bit more about that. And it's to me, it's more painful for her than it is for me because I am, I could detach myself or say fuck you more easily than she does. Um, but as you know, she's, she's becoming older, I think it's becoming more easier for her. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And, um, but overall, my sister is, it's, she's a very beautiful person. Um, if I could say the person who resembles my mom, it's her. She, she gets people. And I want, I want to kind of talk up a little bit about her, her and my son's relationship with each other. Um, about two years ago, uh, when my son was about, I think he was like one and a half years old, almost two. A lot of, uh, the pediatrician, um, well, my, the pediatrician that I had for my son, he rejected the idea that something was wrong with my son. Um, I really don't like talking about things, things like this, but I want, I want to bring it up to kind of put it into perspective of how, um, empathic my sister is. Um, she's in a whole nother level. And her relationship with my son is very deep. I would say the only person, and I'm his mother, <laughs> I'm Jacob, Jacob's mother, but um, my sister, um, she's more in tune with him than I would ever be. Um, I would say when he was about one, one and a half years old, I knew it was uncommon for, I mean, I have other friends who had kids my his age, but they were speaking, they were talking, whereas Jacob was very solitude, isolated. And I'm not doing this purposely to him. It's just that that's his personality and he, he wants to be away from everybody else. So my sister, when she was when she was babysitting him that period of time, she said, hey, you know, I think something's, you need to go get Jacob checked for autism. And, um... At first, we kind of deny it, but then she, she just knew something was not right. And so she recommended, and so far over the past month, we have, it may be a possibility that Jacob may fall under the spectrum. Now, it doesn't take much to notice something different. Um, and if you see my son, uh, who, who I'm going to talk about a lot. You don't notice it. Um, he's very, 
he's a good kid. He's very smart. He he's to himself. But the only person who kind of understand what he what he's saying because he doesn't he talks, but it's not complete sentences. So he's very he say one word, two words, three words, and that's it. Usually by now, um, little kids his age should be having conversations. So we're taking him to speech therapist, etc. But if he's around my sister, they communicate with each other that I don't understand because she can get into his brain without me, without me knowing, and she's she can feel him, basically. Um, some people can say some people say, well, everybody no. My sister is an, on a deeper level. She can feel your pain. She can feel your suffering. She can feel all that without you having to say anything. I think it was like last year or something like that when I was going through that period of time of, you know, I was really depressed. And I haven't talked to her in like two months. And then all of a sudden she just sent me a message and say, hey, are you okay? I had a dream about you. You know, weird shit like that. So she, she feels my energy. Um, and we feel each other's energy. So when one is low than the other, we kind of get that. Um, so yeah, really weird. Um, if I can get her onto this podcast, she will explain herself more than I would. Um, but she's very unique, very big hearted person. Um, and I would say that she, there's, She's a very, uh, spirit, not a spiritual individual, but she gets that. She feeds you if unnecessary. And so, um, it's really exhausting for her. So I want to get into a little bit details about that. So I'm going to read an article from, uh, Dr. Judith Orloff. Um, she did a TED talk. I mean, I'm sorry, a Google, uh, talk about empath. So I'm going to go through the list. She, uh, she categorized it, uh, the top 10 traits of an empath. So you kind of understand it a little bit, um, about what my, uh, my sister and I, how we, um, feel in other empath as well. Um, so bear with us. Okay. And so the trademark of an empath is that they feel and absorb other people's emotions and or physical symptoms because of their high sensitivities. They filter the world through the intuition and have a difficult time intellectual, inte, intellectualizing their feelings. As a psychiatrist and an empath myself, I know the challenges of being a highly sensitive person. When overwhelmed with the impact of stressful emotions, empaths can have panic attacks, depression, chronic fatigue, food, sex, and drug binges, and many physical symptoms that defy traditional medical diagnosis. But an empath doesn't have to feel too much and can be overloaded once they learn to censor themselves. The first step is acknowledging that you are an empath. Here are the top 10 traits of an empath from my book, The Empath Survivor Guide. Um, so I recommend you guys get the book. She does talk about it and it's really helpful for people um, who are empath and a lot of people call themselves that calls themselves an empath and they smile and they laugh if you're smiling and laughing saying you're an empath then you're not a fucking empath um 
to be honest with you. I'm laughing right now because it's I'm, I, because I'm such an asshole and I'm just being very blunt. But it's not fun, okay? It's it's to the point where it's excruciating sometimes. So number one, empaths are highly sensitive. Empath are, empaths are naturally given, giving spiritually open and good listeners. If you want heart empath, empath got it. Through think it then they're there for you, world class nurturers, but they can easily have their feelings hurt. Empaths are often told they are too sensitive and need to toughen up. And it's true. We feel everything. Um, when people express themselves or when people need help, uh, they they uh, hurt people gravitate towards us. Um, I don't know about my, my sister and I, I don't know about any of you who call yourself an empath. Um, but I have this this... Every time I go out in public, people always come to me and express themselves, and they tell me their their life stories. Um, and it happens to me constantly. The, the little old lady can fucking tell me her what she did in the fucking nineteen forties and shit. I have people just coming to me, expressing themselves, loading all themselves to me. That's why all my friends come to me for advice, and that's why I go, go to my sister for advice. She's like the master empath in my life. So we're like counselors and um, we're very sensitive and not sensitive as in a pussy way because we are tough, but we are, we are, we are sensitive to everything our surroundings though. We're, it's our surrounding us, the vibes, the, uh, even if it's quiet, we can still feel. Number two, empath absorb other people's emotions. Empaths are highly attuned to other people's moods, good and bad. They feel everything, sometimes to an extreme. They take on negativity such as anger or anxiety, which is exhausting. If they're around peace and love, their body takes these and flourish. We don't like to be around narcissists, so narcissists like to be attracted to us. And oh dear lord, so if somebody's really angry, like if we're in a public place, for example. See, I'm getting kind of ugh. <laughs> because... Um, uh, I just thinking about in public places just really like, you know, makes me itchy. Um, for example, if, if you put me and my sister at the mall, we're like, Ooh, <laughs> we can feel other people. There's a residue that people leave behind and we can feel that. And so we absorb that residue and we take in that residue and it grows within us. So if another person's angry, we'll feel that anger too. If another person is depressed, we feel that too. Number three, many empaths are introverted. Empath becomes overwhelming crowds, which can amplify their empathy, just like I said earlier. They tend to be introverted and prefer one-to-one -one contact or small groups. Even if an empath is more extroverted, they prefer limiting how much they can be in a crowd or at a party. Um, my sister is an introvert, hardcore. I'm an ambivert, so I can be an extrovert and an introvert. So I can take in crowds at small amounts of doses, whereas she cannot. Um, it's not the fact that she doesn't want to. It's the fact that she has to prepare herself in order to do so. So I'm the same way, but at the same time, I can kind of, like I said earlier, I can um, 
shed that part in my myself, whereas with her, she feels it constantly. Empaths are highly intuitive. Empaths experience the world through their intuition. It's important to, for them to develop their intuition and listen to their gut feeling about people. This will help empaths find positive relationships and avoid energy vampires. So we, you know that gut feeling that you have? Yeah, that's us majority of the time. We listen to our gut. Um, I'm more of, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm more of a logical person. And so sometimes I reject my gut feeling, which has been a problem in my life. Um, whereas a lot of people, my sister, for example, she uses her gut when she makes a decision. Um, and so it makes us judge a person by not what they're telling us, but what we feel from them. Does that make sense? So if a person approaches us and they say, for example, if a nun, all right, somebody dressed in a nun suit, 